You're listening to Door to the District from Glasgow City Innovation District. From space and quantum applications to cutting-edge financial and health technology, this series is all about the collaboration, entrepreneurship and world-class research housed here in the city and making an impact around the world. We'll take a peek behind the many varied district doors, finding out how people work, innovate and grow. I want to work with really interesting people who are interested in doing good things as working as part of a team. And that's the experience that I've had at Strathclyde. This episode is all about the cutting-edge world of financial technology, the research, innovation and teaching taking place in Glasgow. That blueprint that's been created in Scotland is looked upon with some envy by other ecosystems who go, my goodness, the eight different parts of that ecosystem are stitched together beautifully in Scotland. How the movement is growing and disrupting and how it's uncommonly inviting. We're not a club. And the inclusiveness is important to getting those who wouldn't normally think about applying their knowledge, their skills, their experience, their technology into the financial world, do come in and play a part in that. Welcome to the second episode in the series. I'm your host, Katrina Shearer. If you heard our first episode, you might recognise the sounds in the background. Bustling, communal, welcoming even, despite its enormity. It's the Technology and Innovation Centre, right at the heart of the Glasgow City Innovation District. And I've returned today to learn more about the world-leading research and developments taking place here in the city. This episode is about the burgeoning financial technology sector, or fintech as it's known. A fascinating and forward-thinking sector, like many you can find here but one that definitely has a surprise or two up its sleeve. And I don't just mean the headline-grabbing roller coaster ride of Bitcoin or the latest cryptocurrency controversy. Like any industry, it's multidimensional, covering research, of course, but also teaching and knowledge sharing. And like any forward-thinking digital arena, its borders are indefinite. At the district, you'll find fintech organisations working on site and partnering with others elsewhere in the city, across the UK and also around the world. But before we divulge any surprises, how about getting a bit more comfortable with fintech? What is it? That's uh, a great question. The way that I, I guess, attempt to simply look at it is where we are applying disruptive or new forms of technology to solve some of the challenges that exist in financial services. So for me, it's relatively simply that application of new and emerging technologies into the financial services domain. And I guess you might argue that fintech therefore isn't isn't new because financial services has been doing that for quite some some time. But the the rate of growth in emerging technologies, I think, has given rise to us, you know, sort of putting fintech banners across things and saying, listen, this is a time to really, really go after uh, some of the great opportunities that exist. Well, that's Kent McKenzie, a veteran of financial services who leads fintech development for Deloitte, one of the world's big four when it comes to accounting. As Kent says, the sector really has been around for decades. But while finance may seem cliquish and elite, a place for the wealthy and the connected, our next guest sees fintech as being a domain in which everyone operates. Yeah, that's true. It does sound a bit sort of overly technical, doesn't it? It does sound a bit exclusive just for those with a thin financial or tech technology background, but nothing could be further from the truth. 
And in fact, we have a little saying that fintech's far too important to leave up to the financial services industry because money and finances touches everyone's life. And if you run a business, again, money is that fuel really which determines whether your business is successful in terms of cash flow. Now, the history of financial services, it plays an important role, therefore, in the economy, all parts of life. But the financial services industry has not always served people in the best way possible, whether through the wrong products being sold or the right services not being provided or institutions going bust or not helping people in the right way at a time of need. And you've certainly seen that, for example, during the pandemic. So fintech is a movement. It's not a sector. It's a movement about reinventing the financial world to improve the outcomes for the way that people engage with money. That could be an individual, could be a family, could be a community, or could be a business. And the enabler for that is new technology. Another veteran in the financial field, our second guest is also comfortably familiar with the sector and its development in Scotland. My name's uh, Stephen Ingledew. I'm the Executive Chair of Fintech Scotland. Using innovation and technology to help business and people, or to touch lives, as Stephen suggests, is certainly a goal for Professor Eleanor Shaw. As one of the fintech co-leaders at the district, she, along with her team, are working towards greater engagement with fintech partners to find new research areas, educate executives and unlock new opportunities. And in addition to that, she also took the time to shine a light on this sometimes elusive and frequently misunderstood world of fintech and highlight how it's thought of at the district. There's an idea that fintech is only about cryptocurrency and that it's only about banking apps and blockchain too. You know, lots of people will will have heard of blockchain and lots of people think they're going to be able to make their next fortune out of cryptocurrency. And maybe they will, maybe they will. But actually, fintech is way, way more than than, than those, I suppose, headline words that, that we see. So for us at, at Strathclyde, our cluster is interested in the commercial impact that fintech can have. That, that's important. How can financial services and other organisations use developments in technology to help them manage their finances better, to help them innovate around things like banking apps. We are, of course, all very aware of how financial institutions contribute to the economy, whether that be the devastating global impacts of banking failures in the past decades or the many benefits it provides to regional and national economies. And when it comes to the latter, Glasgow and Scotland are certainly no different. What is different, though, is the prospects for the future and also the view in the rear mirror. The current developments at the Innovation District are built on an impressive and rich heritage in financial services. And it's here that we uncover that surprise I mentioned earlier. Even though I'm very familiar with the city and its history, there's always more to discover. Lots, in fact, when it comes to innovations in finance. And very few people know about the heritage of Scotland's role in the world of financial services. But in short, Scotland actually invented the Bank of England. Scotland invented life assurance. Uh, Scotland invented the investment trust, which is one of the main investment vehicles used for people's uh, long-term savings. Scotland even invented, or in Scotland, the, the pin that you use at a cash point or use now on your phone. That came from uh, Scotland. So Scotland actually has a rich heritage of innovating the new aspects of uh, the financial world from 200 years more, really. 
And that uh, heritage has meant you've got some large homegrown institutions like Royal Bank of Scotland, Bank of Scotland, Standard Life, Aberdeen, Bailey Gifford, but also a growth of international financial enterprises that have built their presence increasingly in Scotland, like JP Morgan, like Morgan Stanley, Barclays, HSBC. Uh, and then also the newer enterprises in the financial world, like a Tesco Bank, Sainsbury's Bank as well. So that combination of heritage uh, alongside that innovative mindset has meant that that blend of new world heritage has, has provided an exciting laboratory, actually, not just for the UK, but for the world in the future of financial services. The future of financial services has a firm foothold at the district, thanks, of course, to the hard work and foresight of the people who've built it from scratch and the partnerships that have been fostered both in the city and further afield. But it's also a product of years of planning and participation. I had the pleasure of being involved in, in writing the fintech strategy for Scotland alongside Scottish Financial Enterprise, Scottish Enterprise and Scott Governor, a few of the pioneers here at the university, kind of all sat down and said, this only works, that fintech and the ecosystem only works if you bring in all of the component parts that are required to raise the tide for, for every ship. So I got, I had the pleasure of being involved quite early on. This is not, in my mind, just about, um, you, you know, deep data science, technology, developer skill. We, we need academics thinking about, well, what does this mean for society? How do we bring in some of the, the sort of social sciences are, around this alongside some of the technical skill sets? So it's so important that academia is engaged in that discussion and that, that debate and helping advance and nudge forward some of, some of the thinking. So we've discovered the location is very important. Scotland, Glasgow and the Innovation District in particular are in a really good place. While you'd expect a local to look favourably upon their institutions and colleagues, Kent believes there are a long list of advantages that are worth celebrating in the region. So my accent is, of course, a dead giveaway, but it's a fantastic part of the world to innovate. And I'll tell you the reasons why. So number one, the degrees of separation between what you want to do and how you get it done are massively, massively reduce so you, you talk to one or two people you're in you're having you're connected or you're having a conversation with the person the organization you want to that's really hard to do in london it's really hard to do in in, in silicon valley really hard to do in some of these developed developed ecosystems so that that's the first thing the second thing is the talent that we have at our disposal so we are awash with wonderful technical experts thinkers coming out of our, our universities on how you connect technology into society. We have a huge, long, deep heritage in financial services. There isn't much Scotland doesn't know about financial services, the good, the bad and the ugly, given the heritage that, that we've, we've been through. And we have a very conducive, so number three, we have a very conducive ecosystem that's now stitched together you know, I can say this through experience that that blueprint that, that's been created in Scotland is is looked upon with some envy by other ecosystems who go, my goodness, that eight different parts of that ecosystem are stitched together beautifully in Scotland. And for somebody kind of coming in to play in it can navigate it very quickly and easily. So, I mean, I, I could go on. I've lived and breathed this for so many years now that I could go on. But if I was to pick a top three, those those would be them. 
So really, it will be no surprise to hear that our guests and their associates are working to maintain that coveted position within the global fintech landscape. Not just by offering support to newcomers and established players, helping them to navigate and flourish, they're also looking to promote the region, provide real benefits to participants and locals, and provide access to communities who've traditionally struggled to take part in business development, employment, and the day-to-day of managing finances. I think fintech has a significant role to play. Uh, here in Scotland, you know, we have ambitions at a national level to be a you know, a world-leading digital economy. Fintech certainly has its role to play in that by creating new jobs, by creating wealth and, and by contributing to the economy. So I think that's important. But a component that's really, really important but maybe doesn't get the same recognition is the, the potential for financial technologies to have significant social impact. If we've got the technology that allows us to do that now, we should be thinking about how we can use that technology so that everyone has access to, let's say, a mortgage at a really good rate. Why should the poorest in our communities be paying the the, the highest rates of interest for any borrowing that they do. So I, I I really like this idea of fintech for good. You know, we're not ignoring the commercial and the economic. They're really, really important. But I think the technology that's emerging is creating the opportunity for us to democratise what's happening within financial markets. So that focus on the commercial, the economic and the social, I, I think, is really what runs through um, the fintech cluster here at, at Strathclyde. Now this is where partnerships really make a difference. The collaboration between industry and academia, making room for new players and new technologies, creates benefits. Knowledge sharing in particular means that new players in the market can get to grips with complex regulations – and established players can pivot faster to implement new products. And there's benefits too in the multi-sector expertise found at the district. Partnerships here help foster new opportunities or new methods of facing existing challenges. And this is the role particularly that uh, happens through Strathclyde, through the Glasgow City Innovation District, is actually fintech plays across all parts of society, encouraging those that have started their technology innovation in the world of space or oil and gas or health, what they've done there could be applied to the financial world. So a number of those firms in the community started somewhere else, actually from an economic a sector point of view, but have now moved, applied it into the financial world. Space data from satellites is a great example of that. And obviously space tech, very much part of the fintech, and health tech and quantum, all part of that Glasgow City Innovation District. And that's what makes it a melting pot of excitement and dynamic innovation and creativity that meant you haven't got that group think of everyone thinking, I'm a financial expert, I've got all the answers. The melting pot at the district, with its deep expertise across multiple sectors, really does create dynamism. Dynamism that's bearing fruit. And while we've yet to discover all of the many and varied pathways to products and solutions, Eleanor says there's huge potential thanks to collaboration. If we take a large bank, let's say, they would be interested not just in fintech, but they might also be interested in, believe it or not, space. And how might that be relevant to them? They might be interested in our energy cluster or our 5G cluster. And you can imagine in remote locations, 5G could become a very powerful tool if you want to have a banking app, for example. 
I think it's, it, you know, it's those water cooler moments. It, it's, you know, getting together with your colleagues and, and, and talking about the clients that you're speaking with and also understanding sufficiently enough about the work of your colleagues so that if you are speaking with someone, if I'm speaking with someone within the fintech cluster, I can signpost them to another colleague. Um, so we, we get that happening quite a lot. I think because colleagues get to know one another, then we, we engage in those cross-cluster conversations. Those conversations and partnerships are a handy stepping stone towards innovations and solutions, which in turn are a real accelerant for growth. Many industries suffered a great deal during the pandemic. In fact, many still are. But fintech fared very differently during the months of lockdown and social distancing. Partnerships and opportunities thrived and they continue to do so as digital solutions became a mainstay for many. Fintech has boomed in the last two years, really. But in Scotland, you know, we went into the pandemic with about 120 fintechs in the community. We're now just approaching 200. So the number of new enterprises starting up. And the reason is, is because this different world we've had to endure over in a very difficult way over this last two years is encouraging much more digitization the horrible word, a much more enablement and adoption of technology. So the demand, the demand from financial services, the demand from people and the demand from businesses has meant actually that it's presented new problems, but new problems that can be solved through fintech. And as we come out of the pandemic, it's not about digital and fintech replacing a physical world. It's actually how the two blend together. And that's the exciting dimension. At the end of the day, human beings need human beings. Technology isn't going to solve everything. We're fortunate because it's been so challenging in, in so many other sectors. But there are there are a couple of positives that have come out, I think, for this sector. Number one is the acceleration and desire to revolutionise technology estates. I think we've all, we seem to have become much more comfortable and have this desire to accelerate digital transformation. So that, that's got to be good for this this sector. I think the other thing that um, has opened up here is this appreciation that talent can actually be anywhere, you know, so we could go and unlock developer communities that have a small holding on Shetland, for example, you know, and I think it's much more kind of accessible and, and, and understood that, you know, to work remotely and to access talent remotely is doable, eminently doable, and, and actually should be actively in encouraged and for a, a country that's diverse and, and remote I think that's got to be got to be a good thing for Scotland. Earlier I mentioned that the expertise at the district and the emphasis on knowledge sharing has fostered partnerships and growth. In an ever-changing digital world that's increasingly important. For individuals acquiring new skills to stay abreast of innovations and for businesses developing their systems and their workforce, equipping them to effectively manage the never-ending stream of data. And all of this places a premium on leading-edge research and first-class education. The business school at Strathclyde has a whole portfolio of programmes relating to starting up, growing and scaling innovation-driven enterprises. We also do a lot of bespoke work for individual clients who might come to us, talk to us about what their challenge is, and we would then put in place a particular programme for them, let's say in machine learning or AI. We do a lot of work with Fintech Scotland, who you know really are, I suppose, the ambassadors for everything Fintech for Scotland. And our approach would always be 
Tell us what you're looking for. What's your problem? Is there some challenge that we can help you with? Okay, let's look at what we do in terms of teaching, research and knowledge exchange and respond to you with something that we think is is what you're looking for. So I, I think when you're doing external engagement, actively listening to what it is that partners are looking for rather than saying, hey, we've got something, let us give it to you, I think it's really important. The partnerships and education on offer have certainly turned heads in the industry and its prospects for the future are more than encouraging. Especially after the district attained a new status designated by the government as a key part of the UK's digital future. The UK government, through a white paper on levelling up, announced that Glasgow would be one of the core key innovation hubs within the UK. That's great because it means there'll be a lot more resource coming into the city of Glasgow to support the ongoing work that organisations like Strathclyde have been undertaking, like the FinTech cluster are already doing. We've also got Barclays just not that far away from us, the other side of the river, opening up an enormous campus. And we're already in discussions with Barclays about what the work that they're doing, the work that we're doing, and how might we complement one another. So I, I think for the city and then for Scotland, we're, we've actually started to get a lot of the jigsaw pieces that we need to just pull together to identify where are our strengths, where are their strengths, and, and how can we collaborate. Identifying those strengths and areas for collaboration are ongoing work. But for Kent, who, as we've heard, has spent years mapping out pathways to success, there are a few key areas. A few key pieces that sit comfortably alongside the fintech puzzle pieces that Professor Shaw has been carefully aligning. Yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, firstly, I just see exponential growth in innovative technology companies, fintech and and more broadly in Scotland. So that, that would be my number one. My number two would be, uh, again, just to reflect on the point about talent, I think we have all of the right talent components now coming to the to the fore. So I can see us just hosting. And as our own firm, we're looking at how we sort of create a centre of excellence in, in Scotland around this space to recognise this point. But I see us as being almost like the hosting nation for talent across this this whole this whole domain. Those would be the hallmarks of the future for me. So absolute globally recognised centre for for emerging and disruptive tech businesses and globally recognised centre of excellence for talent that exists around that. Another good thing that Professor Shaw mentioned right at the start of the show is the potential for technology and innovation in the sector to really make a difference in people's lives. Fintech for good, as she put it, and she sees that force for good, that drive to inclusivity, as exciting. And the reason I'm excited about that is it's good for society, it's good for the economy and it's good for our young people if we offer more young people equal access to opportunity to enter into fintech, medtech, whatever it happens to be. So I'm really, really passionate about that. I think that's exciting. How can we use financial data and other data to help address some of the biggest problems we've got around energy and then collectively big challenges around sustainability the environment access to foods fuel security all of these things i think we should be looking to collaborate because i think they're only solved 
by bringing different ways of thinking together. And that's why I think this cross-cluster collaboration can really help. There are big challenges ahead, urgent challenges that will likely be solved by partnerships. To meet the demands of worldwide issues, even local issues, industry, governments and researchers will all have to contribute. And Glasgow City Innovation District has prepared a perfect venue for solutions through collaboration. I think the key here is universities play a crucial role in terms of the economy and society. But it's making sure that universities play a kind of inclusive, it's seen as actually like open houses. In many communities, universities seem aloof, a bit like big financial institutes, aloof from their day to day. The idea of a city innovation district means it encompasses where people live, where people work, where there's leisure as well. So it's much more embracing of actually encouraging people to be part of that in an inclusive way. And that's the exciting thing. And it comes through, it has to be physical. There has to be some physical sort of connection. It can't all just be virtual. Uh, and that physical connectivity provides a serendipity of relationships and, and that wouldn't normally happen. And that's what I've seen. That's what I've benefited from personally. So it is, uh, it's that facilitation through a physical manifestation of a district that's actually open to people. That's it for this episode. Thank you to our guests, Professor Eleanor Shaw, Kent McKenzie and Stephen Ingledew. And thank you for listening. Next time on Door to the District. When you bind together sources of money or, or government influence, industry and academia. And you get, because you've brought all the right sources together, a great output. And it's really having a huge impact in terms of what that means for the patient themselves and being able to live their lives, but also for the clinicians in terms of how much monitoring they can do from a distance as well. And I think the combination of applying novel innovation into healthcare, particularly now when the need is just so strong, the demand is so high, and the ability of doctors to meet that demand is just so difficult to deliver. And technology, I think, is a big part of the answer to that problem. Don't forget to subscribe if you want to know more and head to glasgowcityinnovationdistrict.com if you'd like to discover your door to the district. We'll see you next time.